Spotlight's Visual Hall VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacU Health with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe MySight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not right, multifocal. Exactly. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Dr. Joseph Allen. In this episode, Dr. Allen discusses the best eyeglass cleaning techniques and if single-use contact lenses is the best and safest way to wear contact lenses. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell. Also, please leave comments. Be sure to watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes, on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube Movies and Shows. Let's talk about the next one is the best way to clean your eyeglasses. 1.6 million views. You know, people spend a lot of money on their eyeglasses. They can spend over $1,000 on eyeglasses. And then they go and they clean it with, uh, with a paper towel paper towel or their shirt talk about the best ways to clean your eyeglasses yeah thank you the uh the truth you got it right on the nail there most people do they clean it with their shirt they clean it with um even a kleenex you know tissue paper is often not the best thing because a lot of them have different oils like skin moisturizers kind of built into them uh but that's not really appropriate for your glasses Probably the best thing and the biggest issue people have is they're always like, I can't see through here. There's so much glare. Uh, you know, thankfully, good glasses, if they're investing in good glasses, they have a good anti-reflective on there. Anti-reflective on its own does tend to attract more oils and dust. So better quality anti-reflectives are made to kind of prevent that. But it's still likely oils will get on there, whether it's from their hair, their skin, just touching the glasses, adjusting them. And so using the standard alcohol clean spray, that helps, but it doesn't really remove the oils. So I always encourage people, hey, just a single dab of Dawn dish soap, rub that on both sides of the lenses, rinse it off under just warm water. You don't want hot running water because heat can even cause damage to the lenses in the frame. So just a, a warm water and then rub it, rub off uh, and then clean, clean the glasses with a dedicated lens cloth that uh, that usually does the trick. 
uh, of course, for some people who have really older glasses, you can get a lot of skin cells and whatnot building up around the lenses. So you can even take them into an optical and we'll have a kind of a, a micro, and I showed it in the video, there's some like jewelry cleaner things that have micro pulse cleaning and you can remove all of that extra nasty buildup off of those. In the video, you talk about using a microfiber cloth cleaner, how it gets rid of the oils and uh, repels the dirt, repel, gets rid of the oils, repels the dirt. And you could also use it for your cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, all the, those, um, the wipe, the wipes are great. Uh, you use them for your cell phone screens, all those sort of things. So, but if you do use eyeglass cleaner, like you said, you want to make sure that it says on it that it's safe for anti-reflection coating. Because I can't tell you how many people, and I'm, I'm sure the same thing probably happens to you, where people come in and that coating is being is peeled off. So it's probably that they're using they're not cleaning their glasses properly, or I don't know, maybe it's it's a poor anti-reflection reflective coating. Uh, right. Can you talk about that? I, I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, you know, I've at least in the older days, uh, anti-reflective was put on a little differently on the on the opticals. Uh, the more higher end anti-reflectives traditionally won't kind of flake off unless they're like, you know, eight to 10 years old. You know, they've had maybe heat damage like crazing. The biggest culprits I've seen for kind of like how you describe where people have either cleaned it using some other like Windex or usually Windex isn't an issue for the lenses as it is for the frame because the it can actually strip some of the paint and colors off of the frame. But the uh, often other things that we see people come in with is like hairspray. They get hairspray stuck on the lenses uh, or bug spray. Bug spray will definitely damage and destroy your glasses lenses and any coatings on there. Uh, so different types of chemicals, uh, if you get that on there, that, that can hurt those lenses. And then, like you said, you could always bring it into your local optician or the optometrist that they have a dispensary and they'll be happy to clean them for you. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the next one. Contact lenses for beginners, 2.4 million views. Wow, that's, that's terrific. So let's talk about contact lenses for beginners. So in it, yeah. uh, insertion, remo insertion removal is kind of how you started that video. Right. So when I uh, started on YouTube, I, I found one of the more frustrating things for me was that people were learning all about eye care and their eye health through videos made by like a 12-year-old in their basement. <laughs> and they, they don't know anything about eyes. They don't know anything about proper technique. They're just kind of showing how they do it. And I'm like, okay, well, there's all these videos out there. Uh, like let's let's make something that's more to the point shows perspective of what it's like putting contact lenses in and out and i thought let's make it a full series so uh i have the first video showing how to put them in the second one's how to take them out the third one is how to how properly clean and take care of your lenses and i've done one since then of like you know if a lens rolls behind the eyelid what do you do how do you how do you get those out uh, but uh the funny thing is that when i made those video series i actually launched them and released them to the public in reverse order because I figured I didn't want to show the video like how to put them in without giving them some sort of a resource to take it out right away. So I actually released how to take them out first and then how to put them in. Uh, but uh, yeah, thankfully those, a lot of people find those videos uh, in a lot of eye clinics if I know use them 
as like their instructional video because I tried to get all fancy with the cameras showing kind of like the finger coming toward you, kind of what it looks like, that your vision is not going to be super clear right away. It may take a little bit of time for it to clear up. Uh, but I tried to highlight the importance of cleaning your hands, uh, and making sure that the, you got using the right lens, that it's not torn, uh, that you... Um, that you have your fingernails more trimmed and cleaned because uh, you are always afraid of somebody scratching their eye with their fingernail, uh, things like that. So people always want to know how to tell if the contact lens is inside or out. Uh, mm -hmm. If you could tell us how, that, how to do that and the taco test. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the two different ways that I've traditionally learned, one is, of course, just holding it up on your finger and looking at it. And the sides of the lens should come up kind of like a, kind of like a bowl. It should just come almost straight up. Now, if you have it inside out, like we're talking soft, you know, like soft contact lenses, if you have it inside out, the edges kind of flange outward. I don't know if you can see this on the video here, but uh, they kind of splay outward a little bit. And so that more or less is, is the wrong way. Uh, it should again come up like a nice bowl. The taco test is just a kind of a fun way where you can pinch the lenses and you can see that same sort of imagery a little bit easier. Uh, if it's the right way, if it's the correct way, it's supposed to be the, the edges will come together and almost kiss, like in a kissing fashion. But if they're the wrong way, again, the edges will kind of go the opposite way, kind of like the way uh, you could think of holding Pringles chips almost. They kind of curve out, out way, outward. But. And if the contact lens gets stuck underneath your eye, what are the tricks to upper eyelid? And that's happened to me many times. Uh, what are your tricks to get, get that out? Yeah, so the biggest one I think is just uh, not uh, not worry. <laughs> you know, I think that I said that in the video that I did is just like trying to encourage people not to, uh, you know, people get all hyped up and freaked out that somehow the lens is going to get behind their eye because it's it's technically impossible for that lens to roll all the way behind the eye. The uh, the best thing to do is of course looking kind of down and away from where the lens is, hoping that the lens will kind of get just push and find its way naturally. I often blink like a hundred thousand times myself really fast and just try to look away, trying to get my lid to naturally push it down. Uh, when, uh, and then of course, just even pushing kind of where it is on the eyelid, when you're looking down and away, you can sort of push on the eyelid and get that to uh, kind of encourage that lens to get further and further toward, toward the opening of the eye. And then it often just rolls or falls out. I always make sure people know that I pull my eyelid down and say, see how it ends over there? It ends at the top as well. So mm -hmm. it's not going into your brain. Right. I, uh, I've also just encouraged people like, hey, if you really can't get it out, call your local eye doctor. Uh, they can help you get it out very easily. I know in the, our clinic, I'll just put a drop of fluorescein in their eye and it'll stain the lens. And then it's like, well, we're not going to be able to use this lens afterward, but at least we'll be able to find it. Even if it, part of it tore off, we can see where it is. And you don't want to use a Q-tip, right? Trying to dig at your at your eye. Yeah, a, not not yourself. No, uh, <laughs> you want to let a doctor, a professional do that. Yeah, because a lot of times people think, as you know, people think the contact lens is in their eye, and it's really because mm. they've been they've been poking at it and they scratched right. it, and they have this foreign body sensation. So let's uh, let's go to uh, the next one, which you got a tremendous amount of views monthly versus daily or single use contact lenses. And I know I've, I've heard you say that you're a user of uh, daily's total one. Is that, is that still the case? Yeah. I mean, I, I've 
I've jumped around. I've been a huge contact lens fan since I was 13. It was one of the reasons why I even got into optometry. Uh, and largely, I was a monthly wearer, even into optometry school, uh, mainly the Cooper Vision Biofinities. And then in optometry school, we had the program where, hey, they wanted us to try different lenses. So uh, companies would let us, you know, they'd give us like an eight-week supply of whatever lenses we wanted to try out. And I've, I've struggled with dry eye discomfort and contact lenses since I was probably late high school. And uh, Daily Total One has been a huge fan of, uh, I've been a huge fan of it, you know, largely because of the DK, also some of the other uh, aspects of it. Uh, certainly they're kind of the way they reinvented how the lenses are made. The, uh, they also have a, a chemical in there that helps stabilizes the oil layers of your tear film that releases as you're wearing it. Since then, uh, right now I'm right now today I'm wearing the same similar from the same company, Alcon. I'm wearing the Precision One lenses, uh, which is very similar. It's um, it's just more of a silicone hydrogel lens, but it still has a very similar technology as the Total One on the surface. Then uh, the Bosch and Lohm, the newer Bosch and Lohm lenses I've also been using, those are great. Uh, they just fit a little tight for me. And so at the end of the day, when I remove them, they kind of hug a little bit. Um, but I, I find all, all three of those lenses to be very comfortable, especially with the dailies. Um, but in general, for my practice, uh, I encourage single-use daily lens for my patients. That's really what I would like. If I, if if, the, if I had a single-use daily lens that fit every single person, uh, I would always be going that direction. It's just, um, you know, some, sometimes there's, there's lenses that only are available in monthlies. So you have to kind of figure that out. Funny, and Cooper has some great ones, My Day, they have My mm -hmm. Day Clark. You know, it's yeah. funny, I used to, you know, I do a lecture sometimes on single-use contact lenses, a CE lecture. And I always start off in the lecture as I, what percentage of here in this, in the, in the audience fit mostly two week lenses and about a third raised their hand. And I said, what percentage fit uh, monthly lenses about another third on their patients raised their hand. And I said, what percentage of course fit daily and about another third, you know, so we got about a third, a third, a third. And then I said, if it was your kid, what percentage is going to use daily lenses? And then all the eye doctors raise their hand. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, they're, they're, I think sometimes they get intimidated to discuss new technology, the eye doctors, because they, they, there's a perceived additional cost. But in, the, in your video, you explain there really isn't that big of a deal uh, of, of course difference. Right. Uh, one of the big things that people don't think about is the, the solution. For contact lenses if you're wearing a two-week or a monthly lens and you're using that solution appropriately you're buying like a full bottle of that at least a month and that's like a 12 15 expense maybe with the inflation maybe it's going to be closer to 20 uh and then when you add all that up over the course of a year it's like wow i spent an extra 150 dollars just on contact lens solution on top of whatever the cost was for the monthly lens and I put myself at a higher risk of infection. So if I do get infection or some sort of complication of the contacts, now I'm going to have to spend another like maybe $300 paying the eye doctor to help fix my problem. Um, or, or even worse, what happens if you get a, a terrible, awful like pseudomonas infection that affects your central vision? Now I have permanent vision loss or maybe need a transplant at some point in my life. Like 
the cost of that is way higher than if you just um, get get a single use daily lens. And thankfully, the technology for single use daily lenses, there are, if you want the newest, I, I always like comparing things to iPhones or the newest cell phone, right? If you want the newest iPhone 13 or whatever just came out, it's going to cost you like $1,000. And for contact lenses, it can be about that same kind of price range for the newest, best lens if you're buying a full year supply. But you know, there are some older lenses that aren't quite that expensive. You can get them for, you know, three, $400 for your supply. Then because the new lenses, the companies that make them, they want, they want people to wear them. There's excellent rebates. So if you are buying a full year supply, you can save quite a bit of money that way too. And you had a video about one of the online uh, contact lens manufacturers that just sell online. And I believe they would even sell at times to people without prescriptions and you just fill in your prescription and you actually wore that lens and you didn't do very good with it. If you could tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> uh, so there, this is kind of a, a newer kind of thing that we're seeing and the eye care world is sort of battling. But the, the challenge is that, uh, yes, there are lenses that are, are largely older technology especially because they can, companies have found out that, hey, we can buy a patent that is outdated, like past 1985 or, or older. Uh, and then they can manufacture that lens and just twist the marketing. And so they're able to send out uh, messages, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, uh, across the interweb, and they can just tell people that, hey, this is a healthy lens. It's super cheap. And then they buy it and then they kind of get sucked into this whole marketing thing. Uh, when, in my opinion, a lot of the, the claims that the companies make uh, are false, especially in regards to what we currently know about uh, health healthcare and how the eyes work, how the corneas work. So people have to kind of watch out for that. Uh, the lens specifically that we did I tried, I wore, I had one of my uh, our contact lens specialists at our clinic. He does a lot of scleral lenses, ortho-K, and he was able to evaluate one, one of these lenses, this other brand on one eye versus more healthier lenses on, on my other eye, you know, kind of comparing back and forth. And you could just see how dry the surface was on this older lens uh, versus the new ones. You could see how tight it was fitting. Uh, and uh, my eye was red and you could see all these new blood vessels starting to grow on it. So I gave it, I did, I gave it my true attempt. Uh, and if people want to check out that video, they can see my full experience of like battling with ordering those lenses and canceling my subscription. It's a, there's a lot to it. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. MacuHealth, your science-born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was a terrific uh, video, you know. You know, sometimes people are always trying to beat the system, but it turns out those, those lenses are just as expensive or maybe probably more expensive than good quality lenses from one of the big four companies. I mean, we have four great companies, Cooper Vision, Bausch & Alcon, and J&J, &J, mm -hmm. 
putting tremendous amount of money into research and development and not and using 2022 technology rather than using technology from before 1986. And there's a huge difference in the quality of those lenses. And, uh, you know, people think they may be beating the system and saving some money, but in the end, they're not really saving money and they're putting themselves at risk. I know I had a patient, I haven't seen a lot of patients with that particular lens, but I've seen a couple. And, uh, you know, the patient comes in is a minus, you know, like a minus six, which is a fairly high prescription. And they had tremendous, you know, corneal distortion. You know, they, their vision was only the best was 2030. And, you know, where a real lens like a Bauchelam or, or Cooper Vision or Alcon or Johnson's Under, they're going to see 2015. And the eye was just so distorted. And we put them back into a regular lens. And, you know, and they obviously were very thankful. But yeah. at the same token, they're driving a car, they're driving at night, it's dark, a deer could run across the road, road or a, a kid could run across. So you want to see as good as you can. And that's one of the reasons that it's so important to get your eyes examined from an eye doctor, because our technology, you know, whether we're doing more traditional refraction or digital refraction, we're going to give you glasses or contacts on a scale of one to 10, you're going to see a 10. But if you're going online and using your cell phone, you're probably going to see more of a seven or an eight or a six. So you may miss that kid running across the street. So you, you really want to get your eyes examined by a professional. And probably this is not a good place to save money and cut corners. You know, if you want to cut corners on, on, on a shirt, maybe that's a good place to save money. But when it comes to your contact lenses, you know, I think you want to be careful. I'm, I mean, do you have any opinion on that? Well, I, I 100% agree. The, the, I, I, I try to... I always wake up in the morning of my day trying to be grateful for something and my vision my eyesight is something I, I have just so much value for I, I get rather emotional thinking about just how beautiful the world is but you use your eyes from the moment you wake up and you open your eyes mm -hmm. to the end of the day when you close them uh, like you want to instantly improve the quality of your life see better <laughs> it's like see sharper react a little faster how how important is sports uh sports vision now to to professional athletes being able to react just a few seconds faster makes a huge deal uh and so that goes across with everybody in all ages especially for kids and learning like we need them to see as well as they can to perform as well as they can so that they can learn better for that that causes ripple effects for years so uh, I, I strongly encourage people, yes, they, they want to be seeing their best. They should be seeing an eye care professional. Uh, I get the convenience factor people want, like, oh, I want to be able to do, you know, check my vision somehow from home with your phone. It's like, you, the yeah, there's eyesight. That's one small thing. But then there's all the health and disease aspect that's hidden behind it. And I always try to encourage people in my videos, like, hey, you think you're seeing fine, but most eye diseases they don't show themselves to your eye. They don't affect your vision, your clarity until it's like too late. Like <laughs> that, that's already way past the deadline. So um, yeah, I, same, same exact thing. People need to be having their eyes examined by a professional. It's funny. I've done a couple of podcasts on sports vision, Larry Lambert, Keith Smithson, mm -hmm. and some others. And they, many of them talk about how you know, they're, they're, they're the athletes are being, their heart is being tested, their lungs are being tested, 
you know, the different types of strength is being tested. But the most important thing is their eyes aren't being tested and they, they forgot about that. Now, m most professional teams luckily are now looking at eye exercises and eye enhancement to improve their sports ability. And I loved how uh, in, in your guys' movie in the Open Your Eyes, uh, you guys had a, a little clip on there about uh, like astronauts and how critical their eyes and monitoring their eye health is and, and how they have to, of course, they're, they're using some sort of video uh, ophthalmoscope so that other doctors back on, on earth are able to look at their blood vessels and see what's going on. Like it is such a, an important aspect of everything you do. It's, it's really incredible. Like you said, it, it, and it's said that it's the window to your health because, you know, when I started practicing, we would see uh, patients that had diabetes, you know, down the road, they would have hemorrhages in their eye and they were, we, they already, most of the time they would know they had diabetes, but not always, but now we're looking in the eye and we're, we're looking at eight microns. We can see eight microns. So we could pick up microaneurysms and, and different diseases way before other doctors can and, and, and help prevent people from getting mortality and morbidity from some up to 300 systemic diseases. So the eye doctor is becoming more and more important and is almost going to become like, like an internist, but can pick up things much sooner as the years go on because our technology is so great. Right. I know right now in our clinic, uh, we have uh, the OCTA, we have optical coherence tomography with angiography, and I just love using it and looking at more of the deeper plexuses of the retina uh, and digging into the research because it's still fairly a newer development, but you can, you can see, do you guys have that at your clinic? Yes, or? I do. It's just, it's I fascinating. It. I can lose myself looking at it. Uh, we recently had a, a woman just a few months ago who she had uh she did have COVID, she had COVID-19. And then within a few weeks, she started having visual changes and she came in and largely the retina looked fairly normal. But on OCTA, we could clearly see that she had uh, changes to her blood vessels and to different parts of the retina that you couldn't detect just on normal, typically with a normal OCT, uh, but you could see it even more so. And so it helped us make a diagnosis. Uh, and um, thankfully, she's, she's starting to recover, but there's actually more research being published around COVID-19 causing that specific type of uh, uh, retinitis. So, Were you seeing microaneurysms, capillary dropout? What, what were you seeing? Do you remember? Fundus fundoscopically, you couldn't see anything going on. Um, on the OCTA, so, I mean, what were you seeing? Oh, on, on the OCTA, you could see yeah. uh, some uh, ischemic dropouts and, and some very specific areas. And it she was a great historian, and it correlated directly with her um, with her Amsler testing. Uh, she was able to specifically draw out her scotomas, and then we confirmed that with her uh, Humphrey Visual Field 10-2. Uh, so we ended up making a diagnosis uh, of acute uh, macular retina, uh, neuroretinitis. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Um, but thankfully, she's been slowly improving over the last several weeks. You know, I had a patient like that, and we sent them for, for a D-dimer test, and the D-dimer was positive. Mm. So it shows that they were getting clots throughout the body, uh, yeah. secondary. So it's, uh, it's a crazy condition. I know uh, in your, in your guys' video, uh, in the Open Your Eyes, and I know in a lot of the other podcasts that you guys have done, uh, you guys talk a lot about systemic health and lifestyle and how 
different choices have this strong ripple effect throughout your whole body. And that's honestly how I came to a lot of my uh, lifestyle choices about my diet, my exercise, my sleep habits. Uh, because in eye care, when I did my VA residency, and maybe you had this experience when you did yours, 99% of everybody I saw was diabetic, had high blood pressure, had multiple strokes, was battling cancer or had survived cancer. Uh, or, you know, a lot of men at the, at the VA was erectile dysfunction, uh, depression, <laughs> and, you know, they're on 300 medications. And I was like, this is everybody, everybody. <laughs> and I felt, um, I remember just feeling somewhat defeated. Like, is this just what I'm plagued to have as I get older? And uh, I had a, I think throughout the entire year, I had like five, five gentlemen who came in who were like in their 70s or 80s. They had no medications, really no health issues. Uh, their eyes looked really healthy. Like they, maybe they had cataracts, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, and they, they were like mentally clear. That was the other thing. They're, they're in their older ages and they're, they're mentally clear. And I would ask them like, hey, what's your secret? And they would all say it's uh, diet and exercise. And I have to admit, even at then I was so ingrained in just like getting to clinic and doing my job, it didn't click in my head until several months later uh, when I was practicing and I was still seeing people sick and I weren't in the VA system. And uh, I started listening to more podcasts around diabetes and what health, what diet should I be recommending to my patients? What should I be? Because that's, that's part of the standard to care for us for diabetes is we have to be recommending them to be eating like a heart healthy diet. But I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so like, what does that mean? And so I started digging more into it and, and it's, it's certainly helped me out quite a bit. Um, so it's, well, it's, it's pretty I, fascinating that we share kind of the same inspiration for taking care of our own health and, and helping others. I, I mean, you make a, a tremendous point. I mean, because the eye doctors are going to pick these things up way before other doctors, and we can help prevent them from being on those 10 medications. Uh, and, you know, most patients are very open to learning about this. Mm -hmm. They love learning about it. Uh, so let's go to the next uh, next topic. Uh, you, just did a, uh, you just did Viewity. You did a review uh, and talked about something new in the eye field, a new pharmaceutical, a fun one, a Viewity. Tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved in doing a review of Viewity. Well, um, so, so Viewity, just for people who don't know of it yet, Viewity is an eyedrop of pilocarpine, 1.25%. Now, pilocarpine has been in the eye care world for a long time, mainly is for glaucoma medication. Uh, and that's usually prescribed at a higher dose and it's usually like about four times a day. The most glaucoma specialists I know now don't typically prescribe pilocarpine because we have so much better medications now and better treatments. But uh, a, a kind of a side effect of pilocarpine is it causes your pupils to constrict and get much smaller. And uh, one of my biggest frustrations, I think, for everybody, probably one of the first frustrations that most people end up running into with their eyesight if they're not nearsighted or highly hyperopic uh, is that they around your early to mid 40s you become press biopic and that's where you lose your ability to focus on near objects uh, such as seeing your phone reading a book uh, you know maybe your kids run up to you showing you what they did in school and they, they hold it up way too close and you have to pull it back because you can't quite focus uh, so 
the the viewity drop constricts your pupil which causes a pinhole effect which improves what's called your depth of field and it basically just gives you a larger range of sharper vision and so uh yeah now that viewity has been tested by the fda and approved uh as a certain percentage of pilocarpine uh people are starting to use it now uh and so they can get a prescription for that through their eye doctor and your eye doctor has to make sure there's a couple other things with your eyes that it's going to be good for you and that you're not at risk of uh, complications. So you, you do have to get a prescription for it. Uh, but it from from the few people I've prescribed it to, it seems to be having a good response. People may not use it every day, but uh, I think it'll depend on everybody's different lifestyle and their needs. You know, the, uh, the video, I got to making a video because it was a new release. Uh, it was a new thing. And uh, I wanted to kind of talk about it just to kind of like, hey, people should know about this. Presbyopia is a big thing. This may be a great solution. And so uh, I largely just kind of broke it down, how it works, what it is, uh, and then the potential complication side effects that uh, as doctors, we need to know, as well as that may concern people who may be using it. So it kind of reviews all of that. Right. And about, you know, in the studies, about 15% of the people get headaches, but the one that we have to always be concerned about is retinal detachment, which would be very, very rare. But I was around when we used to use pilocarpine four times a day and, and people would have such tiny little pupils, we couldn't dilate them to look in the back of the eye. It, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was a, a different time back then, but it worked very well to lower the eye pressure. But we did have a couple of people not often, it was very rare, you know, of course they were using it four times a day and they were using 4% pilocarpine and, uh, and you know, there was always a risk of a retinal detachment. So I think your point is well taken that you wanna get your eyes examined first, make sure your pupil is, is dilated to make sure there's no signs of retinal detachment or something that can lead to a retinal detachment. You might have some degeneration of the, of the, of the retina called lattice degeneration or some mm -hmm. holes or tears. So you want to know about that. And maybe you're not the right person for viewity if you have that, but you do go on it, then you want to be tested maybe six weeks later or, you know, uh, you know, eight weeks later, just to make sure you're not having any side effects, you're not having any pulling. It is still very uh, much a new thing uh, for people to be using it for this purpose. And I believe most clinics right now, including ours, uh, we're doing a policy where when we prescribe this medication, we usually have patients back somewhere about four to six weeks later, as you suggested there, uh, just to fully dilate the eyes, take another good look at the retina, discuss it. Uh, signs and symptoms of retinal detachment. I haven't had any complications or problems. Uh, and even if you were to dig back into all the research about retinal detachments related to pyrocarpine, it is just like you said, people using higher dosage percentage, more frequent, and it's pretty rare. Um, it's also kind of hard to say that, yes, it's because that medication caused the retinal detachment. Someone might just be highly myopic, like a negative 10 to begin with. So tough to say, but it is associated with it. And it is on the technical uh, FDA printout for the medication. So it's something that eye doctors have to be aware of. And then there's the generic 1%. And so the difference between the 1.25 fast technology versus, uh, versus the 1%. Yeah. 
the, the two biggest differences right now with what Vuity is versus, because this medication, like you said, has been around for a long time. Uh, doctors don't want to just prescribe the generic 1% because it's one, it's not as effective for the research into Vuity. They had to find the, like the best percentage of pilocarpine to use to get the most effect uh, where they're not going to give too much uh, and cause the people to get too small. Uh, where they want to be just kind of like a good size that's going to improve their vision up close without causing any other negative effects uh, or affect vision in the distance. So uh, 1.25 was in the research to be like kind of the ideal percentage uh, for most people. And then uh, with uh, the company that produced this, they have something called their, their fast technology with a pH. And that really has to do with uh, stabilizing the molecule uh, to be around the pH of what's going to be on the eye uh, because that's going to help better penetrance and, and really improve the efficiency of that medication. Uh, otherwise, uh, the older, just generic 1% pilocarpine uh, would likely cause stinging and probably wouldn't affect the eye quite as quickly or as well. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromicell, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromicell technology. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner, not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEBroadcasting.com and sign up today. Each generation was supposed to be healthier than the last one. Lifespan was supposed to be increasing. We were supposed to be in this paradise by now. Instead of getting healthier and healthier, it seems to have gone the opposite way. Millennials were projected to be the first generation in history to not outlive the generation before them. We are certainly headed for disaster. I think a lot of people are beginning to question the whole story. We live in a time where the paradigms are shifting. And the optometrist, in my opinion, is one of the best kept secrets. The public doesn't realize about going to the eye doctor. So many different diseases actually manifest in the eye. The back of the eye is the only place in the body that you could actually see the blood vessels. Completely non-invasively, you could screen thousands of people, not just for their eye health, 
but for their whole body health. Because this disease is here, it's also going to be here. And I can look into the back of my eyeball, and there are expert doctors on the ground who are looking at my eyeball while I'm doing it. The eye is the canary of the mind. The eye is the kingdom. Will everyone please open their eyes? Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.